This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Matt Mania Podcast, hosted by T. Carl and me, G1 to the Rescue, is brought to you by Random Beats, the Steel Cage Network, and Geekscape.net. Remember, wrestling is fun, and please keep your shoulders off the mat. And now, the show. Random Beats presents Matt Mania Podcast, the Southwest Authority on wrestling, hip-hop, and everything in between. Let's get ready to rumble! Yo! Welcome, 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 welcome. We back. We back like good. I don't know. What should I add to right. that? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, uh, random beats in geekscape.net proudly bring to you. It's wrestling, hip hop, and everything in between. Tag team champions of the world. Oh, I got that G one to the rescue, aka Big Rescue. T called the villain. It is your Matt Mania podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to episode two hundred and six. Welcome, one and all, big and small. You feel me? Short and tall. <laughs> Fully dressed and no draws. <laughs> Man, I hope everybody's having uh, one hell of a day. I hope everybody's having one hell of a week. Uh, we back again. We got uh, quite a few things to cover in a really short time, so we're going to try to make this brief, but also we're going to try to make this enjoyable. Uh, Teak, what up, man? <clears throat> Shit, chilling. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. We are... Uh, we are very happy to be with you guys again on our 206th episode. Uh, much love and shout out to our good folks at Geekscape.net. Matt Kelly and company was cracking what's going on. For those of you watching on the streams, you see Teak with the fresh uh, CM Punk shirt. <laughs> you see me with the with the AEW golf stretch on. Y'all know how that go. Um, also, big shout out to our lead booker, Mega Ran, and his Random Beats platform. Please keep up with Rand. He got some crazy tour dates coming soon. A lot of stuff going on. So uh, definitely be on the lookout, man. And much love to our extended family, of course. Uh, our boy Rock Knowledge, who joined us last week. Shout out to Rock. Shout out to our Steel Cage guys, DOX and company. Uh, Derek, what up? Super Jew, what up? And uh, man, just uh, again, we got so much to cover. We're coming off the heels of a nasty pay-per-view. Super dope pay-per-view. Really great pay-per-view. All the positive things I could possibly say about it pay-per-view. It was just really fire. And so we'll talk a little bit about AEW Revolution. We'll get into uh, Monday Night Raw. We'll get into the fallout from AEW Revolution, which happened on uh, Wednesday, including a very big debut, which I'm sure everybody was expecting, but also everybody was excited about. So we'll definitely talk about that for sure. But before we get into all that... Y'all know how we do things over here at the Mad Mania Podcast. First of all, we will be getting into the putovers. And this week, we're going to slide it over to G1 first. The oh, putover hell. section. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so check me out. 
So specifically getting into put overs, man, listen, uh, it's been two good years for those of y'all who are, uh, you know, friends of the podcast, you know, I love my wrestling games. Um, I've been playing every incarnation of WWE games since WWF Warzone on the PlayStation. We talking like 96, 97, went from that to Attitude, SmackDown series, uh, SmackDown versus Raw, and the WWE series now onto the WWE 2K series. It's been the most consistent um, set of game simulations for wrestling uh, around, but uh, two years was taken off due to the pandemic and due to all the bugs reported for WWE 2K20. Two years later, uh, the guys at 2K Sports have re-emerged with the all-new WWE 2K22. And let me tell you from personal experience, um, man, it's probably the most pick up and go that any wrestling game has been in quite some time. It's really dope because I feel like anybody who's never played a wrestling game, this doesn't really play like a wrestling game. It actually plays more like a fighter. Um, you know, wrestlers got like combos and shit. So you can go from, uh, you know, two, three hits into a slam. You know, it's just really easy to work around. So anybody like, you know, a motherfucker just pick up a go. I know T probably ain't played a wrestling game and God knows how long, but I've been telling him like, dude, if you try it, it you, you'll love it. And you I actually- ain't played a wrestling. Last one I played was, shit, it may have been, which one had all the bugs? I didn't, I didn't play that one. Uh, that, that was, was they, they say they say 2K20. And it's funny because a lot okay. of those complaints, I didn't so get probably, a lot of this I'm stuff. Probably, it was probably 2K19 then. Oh, man. See, and see, 2K19 was a lot of people's last one. That one, everybody says, was still better than 2K20. So when all the buggy shit was going on with 2K20, a lot of cats went back to 2K19 in the midst of the pandemic. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a really, like this this whole overhaul was, was very much needed. And it was just one of those things that uh, that I'm sure the fans appreciate. Like, I've been looking around on Twitter, just seeing people's reactions and everybody just like, with the exception of this and that, fire game. It's a lot of fun. Everybody's been enjoying the new My Rise mode, which is basically like my career. Um, it's a little bit longer. And now it includes a storyline for both men and women. So girls, you could go in there, create a character, take them through your career. All the decisions that you make within that determine you know, you being a babyface, you being a heel, what show you assigned to, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are represented. Um, they also brought back the general manager mode, so my GM is present. Um, there's also uh, showcase mode featuring the cover star, uh, Ray Mysterio. Shout out to Ray, legendary. But yeah, um, WWE 2K22, all systems, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. PlayStation 4 and 5, I want to say. I believe Nintendo Switch is coming later. Um, Something else that you guys should know, uh, community creations can actually be shared across all platforms. So if you make a wrestler on the PlayStation version, somebody else can download it on the Xbox version, so on and so forth. It's a fire game. Go get it. It's on all your platforms and it's in all your stores. Now, T... Uh, your put over, sir. So for my put over, I'm going to put over something that I've definitely been enjoying the past couple weeks. Um, it's kind of it's kind of become 
like a, um, a go-to for me or a comfort for me um, when I get off work. And that's PMP. Hey! So, um, I said P. <laughs> now, I originally watched PMP when it first aired and everything like that, but it's also right now streaming on HBO Max. But I also just go to YouTube because PMP has a YouTube channel. And um, they have a lot of things where it's like the top 10 funniest PMP clips are the top 10. Jordan Peele are the top 10 um, Michael Key or the top 10 this character clips and stuff like that. So I can just put it on there when I get home from work and I'm and I'm smoking or rolling up or something and then just you know let that play and I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that and get some get some good laughs out of that. Hell yeah. You got a favorite Key and Peele sketch too? Uh, like favorite of all time. I have one. I have one. I like um, it was one that I just seen that I was like, uh, um, I don't that I wanted um, to show because <laughs> the the one where they're in church talking about um, talking about fucking the devil up <laughs> with my prayers. <laughs> said she said I'm going. I'm gonna get on it and I'm gonna ride it oh, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna ride. <laughs> And then I'ma snap the devil's dick off what with my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> that one is hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, I also like um the 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 rapper one, Gun Rap. Oh, okay. Where he where he keep on trying to use his lyrics against. I him. just seen that recently. <laughs> you said. <laughs> We well, had him in the interrogation said, room, said, right? I, I shot him with a big ass gun and tossed <laughs> it in the aquarium. And then he showed him, and he was like, hey, what do you call this? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I had to describe it, I would say it's a a, a gun of the big ass variety. There's <laughs> some, some seaweed in there, too. But um, you. You got no, you got no proof, officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's they they are hilarious, and um, and I know there may be some people that be like um, maybe feel a certain type of way about them because of Dave Chappelle and shit like that. Love. But um, <laughs> you know what I was going to tell them. Learn to laugh. But it's too, it's it's totally different. Um different jokes, different styles of comedy or whatever and shit. Absolutely. Oh, Negro Town is hilarious. Ah, um, Negro Town was <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so I have to say my favorite sketch, the uh, the substitute teacher sketch, shout out to Dragon You're Master. talking about when he fucking their names up, A.A. Ron <laughs> and um, Jaqueline. <laughs> I do remember that. Black A. <laughs> Yo, the um not, nothing yeah, be nice. <laughs> nothing to me will ever be as just downright <laughs> downright just outlandish as when they were at the soul food restaurant and they were just oh, trying okay. to up each other on the most like pardon my language, niggish soul food <laughs> every possible part of the pig. Every scrap, every <laughs> no. I want to sell a door and a human foot. What the hell? I got one question to ask you. You want gravy on that cellar door? What the <laughs> hell? 
Of course, you gotta have gravy. The masala dough. <laughs> no, I'll have the whole pig. <laughs> Yo, I'm talking about, and, and granted, that was probably the first episode of Key and Peel I really paid attention to. Granted, there have been some funnier sketches after that. Uh, TK introduced me to a few that I hadn't seen, but um, besides besides that, like besides uh, the ones that he talked about, the soul food shit still resonates in my mind just because that was the first that was the first Key and Peel sketch I seen. So I was just like, dude, this is incredible. It reminds me of. See, they, I feel like Key and Peele, even though I think they came out around the same time, I feel like the fact that they kept going, they, they kind of picked up where uh, David Allen Greer left off. Remember Chocolate News? No. You don't remember Chocolate I News? I didn't watch that. Oh, dude, that. listen. So David Allen Greer had a short-lived uh, sketch comedy show on Comedy Central, and it was called Chocolate News. And it was fire. I don't understand why it was never renewed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. If y'all, if y'all catch it on the web, if y'all catch clips of it, check it out. There's one clip that always stands out when they're doing the, uh, the, the leave no child behind shit <laughs> and they brought strippers to the damn <laughs> He's filming a music video. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Bitch. Show me how your coochie twitch. Don't you leave no child behind. What no. the hell? But, um, but yeah, Key and Peele. And um and Jordan Peele has a new movie that's going to be coming out this year called Note. Oh yeah, so, the the alien shit, right? Yeah. So hey you, man, so you can tie it into that. Yo, blessings to that to that wonderful uh, black not only comedian but has solidified himself as a uh, a real real filmmaker. I mean, you've seen uh, you you've seen uh, Get Out. A, a, a black filmmaker in a horror genre with Jared <laughs> isn't many so exactly like you've seen get out you've seen us um nope is no exception and i feel like a lot of candy man oh candy man too yeah the new candy man a lot of the topics that he that, that he touches on in these horror films which is crazy is like stuff that we really be talking about in our living room because anytime somebody think about getting abducted by abducted by aliens what's the first thing we say and nope. he keep and he keep working <laughs> with um daniel Kaluuya, how you say his name? Oh, oh, Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, Daniel uh, Kaluuya, yeah, or Kaluuya, yeah, yeah, he's he gonna stay employed. He's in this movie too. Yeah, he gonna always stay employed. He gonna always stay employed. Uh, The very beautiful Lupita Nyong'o is always gonna stay employed. Like as long as he got anything to say about it, it's gonna be a lot of chocolate in modern day horror film, and that's that's how it should be. So I mean, we can have the conversation about how most of our elite black actress right now is not American, but I mean, what I don't think people want to have that, mm. that conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. They ain't ready for that. They ain't ready, <laughs> they ain't ready for that at all, so we gonna <laughs> definitely leave that right there. Now that we've gotten to the put over, man, let's talk about this wrestling a little bit. So we gonna start the, the conversation off with, god damn, uh, man, probably one of the most fun pay-per-views um, most recently that I really enjoyed uh, blessings to AEW for the revolution pay-per-view revolution was just one of those things it was just a great show from top to bottom um, I have uh, just a million takes on it you know and I'll try to condense it to, to three 
but I'm gonna let T, you know, kind of kind of kick it off. So T, uh, thoughts on Revolution, and then we'll get into some specific bullet points. Not every match, but just well, this motherfucker right here made me miss the pre-show. So we're we're gonna we started off with Jericho and um and the Mad King. Hey, hey. Eddie, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, definitely, man. No, no relation to Kofi Kingston. <laughs> well, wasn't he Jamaican? No. If I wasn't from Jamaica, why would I have on this hat? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> really? Where are you from? Right, right near the beach. <laughs> You're a Mexican friend. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican, B. That's right. No, we say I'm Cuban, B. That's right, Cuban, B. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's half baked. If you don't, the, the half baked shit just rolls off the. Oh, especially when you have faith. But uh <laughs> hey listen. Um, but yeah, no, it was um it was a good match. Jericho is looking good, the demo guy, um the the Mr. Sports Entertainer. Um, oh yeah. All, all of that good shit. He done slimmed down because he was looking a bit um chunky and out look, of shape. He, um, he looked like he looked like old man Lionheart now. <laughs> he was he was um Looking good, and um, man, definitely surprised that they let Eddie Kingston win that match because he's a man of few wins yeah. and many losses. Yeah. Um, but his character ain't built on wins. Mm-hmm. It's built on losses. Right. It's and built it w- on. Let me get that. It's built on um this. <laughs> um, and is and it's built off of um. Damn, he made me lose my thought. Oh, what the hell? Promos. Ah, yes, 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 yes. He's 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 a a very good. He cuts a very good promo. Extremely good promo. And um, and other than that, I mean, he's a brawler. But you know, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, he crack cracked him with a back fist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did some did some rough housing. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Dan housing. <laughs> And, Cursing uh, everybody. <laughs> Shout out to Dan And yeah, and then Jericho um, started his ascension mm-hmm. um, into Hildum. Oh, yeah. By not shaking his hand. Oh, yeah. At the end of the match when he said that that's what he was going to do. Absolutely. He had know. no honor. Hell bring, yeah. a, bring an honor would not want him there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, we, and then we, uh, we'll talk about the, the aftermath from that when we get the dynamite for sure. But uh, yeah. Um, what was dope what was dope about it is like you say uh eddie kingston does cut a really good promo the build-up to this match was so phenomenal because it was all centered around the fact that eddie kingston he's got some wins and he's a he's a great striker and, and he's a great competitor but jericho always hit him over the head with but you can never win the big one you never get the you never get the W in the big main events. And so this was his payoff against the person that told him that he could never win the big one. So even just that that simple uh build up right there is just like, oh, okay, yeah, this that's that's fire. And uh man, I, I really enjoyed that match. And it was a very unconventional uh 
submission move to use as a as a finisher. <laughs> what is it called? I don't know, but it works. <laughs> that shit looked like the you know the little sprinkler shit that be outside that come up yeah, from the grass. I remember they said the name and they were talking about it. It looked like the way he had his arm torque. He had him looking like a damn sprinkler. <laughs> um, you know that's a really good question. Uh, one of our uh, one of our Twitch watchers asked whatever happened to Titus. Uh, shit. He he slid so far under the ring that he ended up. I, I don't know uh, somewhere else. We talking about AEW? Yeah, we talking about, about AEW right now. But uh, from as far as I, from as far as I know, he's doing outreach work uh, for WWE and not wrestling so much. So he's still employed by WWE, but he's not an active competitor. So we'll get into that later. But um, back to AEW. But yeah, Jericho, Eddie Kingston, definitely an unpredictable finish. I literally thought that that uh jericho was still gonna go over on that but it makes sense to the story that eddie would finally win the big one so uh yeah big shouts out to them for that man do you remember what your do you remember what your what am i trying to ask you what your guess was what your prediction oh was? well you know what I, did you predict I, eddie or did you predict jericho i predicted jericho but i wanted eddie so i got what i wanted i did not get what i guessed <laughs> I, I don't remember who i predicted on that i mm-hmm. think i might have predicted yeah, yeah. Sure, I think I predicted most of the most of the card. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. We we both had like you had most of them, most of them, and then like I made. The, I was predicting further storylines out. Yeah, you had you definitely had that down pat. <laughs> that you all the storylines are just the way just the way they kind of unfolded. Yeah, that shit was cool. Um, you did pick that up, so. Yeah, um, another great match. Uh, we'll get into the uh, the three-way tag team dance uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the champions, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus uh, defeated Red Dragon, Fish and O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks. Uh, I was also surprised that there was like <clears throat> four title matches on this show and yeah. no title changes Yeah, this show. That was interesting. Four title matches, no changes. Everybody kind of did their thing. Now we all, we none of us seen uh, Jurassic Express winning that. We all thought it was it was Red Dragon, just with everything they got going on. But no, nah, they did that. They did it in a cool way. They, yep, they so I did not predict this one. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a good match. It was it was it a was, damn it, good match. It was good. It could have went any. It could have went to anybody in that match. Man, honestly, the way that that match was going on. Um, I would have been, wouldn't have been surprised that anybody went in it. That's true. That's true. It, it it literally could have went either way. That's how that's how crazy good the match was. So, um, hats off to all them guys. But yeah, Jurassic Express retained. Man, um, let's talk about um, the face of the revolution ladder match, uh, which featured uh, Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs. Ricky Starks and the person uh, that actually did win the face of the revolution ladder match Wardlow big Wardlow um, doing his thing getting his weight up breaking from the mold of uh, MJF and the pinnacle we had we had Wardlow push um, push Keith Lee and Hobbs Mm -hmm. off the stage to a table Mm -hmm. that did happen it did happen. Ricky Starks called and caught a very unfortunate power bomb. I, I don't think he was meant to be dropped exactly the way that he was dropped. Luckily, I think he was still able to protect his head because he tweeted about the match right after that, like, "Hey, I'm fine." Oh yeah, you I know? thought that. I thought they didn't. Um, I feel like he threw him off the ring. 
Oh no no no. This, no no no. I'm talking about the the last spot le- leading up to when Wardlow grabbed the, the oh sonic yeah the, ring. the power, the power bomb. bomb. Yeah, it looked like he slipped. It looked, it looked it, like it, it was look more like, of a slip than than him actually power bombing. Yeah, but nah, he uh, Ricky Starks had tweeted later on that night. He was perfectly fine. But yeah, uh, <laughs> there was some um, some big meaty man slapping man meat <laughs> in that <laughs> in that match. <laughs> Yeah, it was, man. It was. You had your choice of white meat or dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see um, the standoff when it became Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Keith Lee. Yeah, that was just three big, as they like to say in wrestling, three big hosses that are um, that are basically, you know, that are going, you know, and they and, and those are going to be the guys. At some point, I just hope they put them in a flat out match like i want to see them three just go at it and just throw each other around uh but yeah um solid match <laughs> otherwise uh wardlow winning so he gets a tnt championship title shot against the current tnt champion which is not sammy anymore we'll get into that in a minute um the beautiful very beautiful uh speaking of our next match the very 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 gorgeous uh the beautiful miss jade cargill came out in jade gear as in jade from mortal kombat looking sexy to the motherfucker uh big hats off to the beautiful very beautiful jay cargill for that outfit 29 and 0 29 and 0 that bitch is still champion very much so uh tbs champion jay cargill uh defeated taikansi um, it was a really great match. T, I, you said you were, I, I could have sworn, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You said you expected a good match. You expect it to be as good as what it was. I don't remember saying that about okay. her match. Okay. Because well, I was going to say, I don't, I don't remember the, the match <coughs> very well. Uh, I remember her buck kicking the chick outside the ring. Oh, yeah. And I remember um, her kissing her opponent, which is, <laughs> which is her thing now. That is, that's her thing. So it's like, out of that match, we got a I whole... I love Rick Rude. Right. It's her, her, her kissing all of her opponents now. She calling it the kiss of death. Exactly. And and it's a wonderful thing. I, I love it. And um, women just want to make out with her. And um, everybody in Twitter has has literally shot and they shot like, hey, I want to shoot. They shot like, man, I hey, I want to wrestle you. I want to wrestle you. Every every female in wrestling, not just in AEW. Women love her and men want to be her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoo! Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know if I necessarily want to be her. There's a there's a there's a small word in between be and her. In is is in there, but yeah, that's a different story. No, there there are some men who are upset that her masculinity is more than theirs. Oh, uh, I'm sure they really. Her. <laughs> is that is that what the word around town is? Oh, you know you know, you don't know how fragile the male ego and psyche is. I, I do know at times, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it was really like like that. I didn't know it was really crazy. Hey, shame on you if you demasculize from a fine ass female wrestler. Relax. I am. Each you guys are sensitive, but um, yeah, that was a dope match. Uh, of course, Jay Cargill winning, and uh, now she has this open kiss to death challenge going on. Uh, a very cool match right after that, uh, of course, as he's wearing the shirt. CM Punk 
defeated MJF in this really amazing build up to a dark, uh, excuse me, dog collar match. With the Wardlow assist. Man, or, or the not Wardlow assist. No, he lost with the Wardlow assist. <laughs> I'm like, Wardlow was like, no help. Wardlow helped somebody, all right. <laughs> he could not find that ring when, when MJF needed it strategically. He found it after the fact. <laughs> uh, but I mean, no. Nah. You know how it is, man, when you got. When you, you, you check your pocket and you like, oh man, it's not there. But you check that pocket again and it's there. It's like, you know, I be having shit in my pockets all the time. So I know like I didn't check my pocket for my phone and knew that my phone wasn't in my pocket and then checked it again. It's there. Like, where the fuck was it in the pocket? The pocket not that big. Bruh. <laughs> oh shit! It's like a vortex. Right. It's, like the, it's like the underwear gnomes from South Park. Right. <laughs> or, or, or like you got the upside down in your pockets. Exactly. It's like that dimension. Um, the Thor the Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh man, I totally forgot about that. But um, but yeah, man, it's it, it's freaking uh, insane. It's like. Um, that match, first and foremost, let's talk about how they they kind of played, like MJF played the crowd uh, with having CM Punk's current music playing on the way out, and then he switches it to his. But then uh, Punk pulled a one up, and we got a little bit of that classic choice for a new generation uh, Ring of Honor Punk. Punk came out, um, I keep forgetting the name of the song, but it's by AFI. For those of you that were fans of Punk and Ring of Honor, you know his original theme music. Or if you watch the pay-per-view now, you know his original theme music before he went to WWE. But that was so damn cool. Just that moment to kind of, especially coming off the heels of the announcement that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. And the fact that Punk really feels like... uh, you know, Ring of Honor is in good hands with, with with Tony Khan, and you know, obviously not you know anybody else because a lot of his life and a lot of his footage took place in ROH. So um, this was just a great payoff. It was a great match. The build up over the last couple of months has been in fucking insane, and the match was just bloody and crazy and everything that you would expect. It to be. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, Teak, your thoughts on uh, CM Punk versus MJF, dog collar. Um, bloody. Oh, shit. Bruh. <laughs> Fucking understatement, man. I said that I hoped that they were going to change the the mat afterwards mm, yeah. because of how how bloody it was. CM Punk been bleeding a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how much blood that man got left. He's been, <laughs> been getting transfusions after the show, whatever, to, to keep him to keep him um, <laughs> Sparkly, um, <laughs> not sparkly, <laughs> but um, sprightly maybe is the word. <laughs> um, but, Interesting um, adjectives for CM Punk. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, um, shit. I guess as good of a dog collar match as a dog collar match can be. I mean, the, the it's all about the ending. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I guess CM Punk and MJF are done now. Yeah, on the on the better things, which we'll discuss in um, when we talk about Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because I have an idea of where 
MJF is going to go after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know where CM Punk goes after this. We'll see. We'll see CM Punk at some point. I know he I know he had tweeted or well, he had said in an interview recently, like, uh, you know, at, I don't know how long I got in this wrestling business, but I want to win this AEW world title before I'm done. So, you know, he probably going to start going after some, some, some belts as he should. CM Punk versus Adam Page. Is that something you want Hell to yeah. see? Absolutely. Why not? I don't think they've ever faced off against each other in, um, in life. In life? No, yeah, because so. CM Punk wasn't wrestling for a long time. Probably wasn't. Adam Page was with um, Bullet Club and shit. I think so. I, I think during the during the Bullet Club days was like CM Punk and WWE. You know what I'm saying? Probably like doing that. Then he left wrestling. Page got up more reps. So I wonder it, what our I wonder what our fans think. Are our watchers um, is CM Punk versus Hangman Page a match that y'all want to see? Hey, what y'all think, guys? CM Punk versus Hangman Page uh, for the title somewhere down the road. Yay and nay, and feel free to tell us why. Uh, the dopest comments we will go ahead and put on the screen. Uh, in the meantime, let's get into uh, the next who do you match. Think, who do you think um, his but, opponent is going to end up being? Double or nothing since that's the next pay per view. Oh, uh, Hangman. Uh, hey shit. Um, who's who's the other who's the other heater on the championship He's side? He's fighting um Adam Cole again on, but that's in a three way match. That's not. Yeah, I damn near want. Here's what I here's what I think is gonna happen at some point. Remember we talked Which about. Late? I, I was gonna say. Remember we talked about that possibility of of even like you know. Adam Cole again going for the belt, uh, you know, a certain group forms, and you know he gets that belt, mm-hmm. and then Kenny comes back, and now he's got a now he's got an answer to Kenny. Maybe maybe so they could build that up in in two months. I don't see why that can't happen. Who would you're saying? You're saying Omega come back, and then it's Omega versus Hangman again. I would say I would say Adam Cole wins the belt at some point, and then it becomes Omega versus Adam Cole, uh, which would be crazy. That would be insane. It'd be it definitely would be something that everybody wants to see. Um, but yeah, outside of that though. Um, I look forward to whatever is going on in the future because AEW's just been a whole lot of fun. But uh, yeah, next match, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, beat Thunder Rosa and uh, kept her AEW uh, Women's Championship, which had a very uh, dope facelift uh, just this past Sunday. I knew Thundercat wasn't going with that. (laughs) Not Thundercat. You wow. No, uh, hey, hey, hey. I love Thunder Rosa. Shout out to Rosa. Um, great match, but yeah, man, Dr. Britt Baker. Thunder D- Rosa M- ain't winning D- them matches like she's supposed to. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, not necessarily, but just she didn't get the, the pay-per-view victory. She's won quite a few. Matter of fact, whoever she was facing. Is the- that Sammy's girl? Is no, that- that's oh. Ty Conti. Oh, Ty Conti. Yeah. Which one comes out with is Ty Conti the one that comes out with the face paint and the like the Aztec stuff? Uh, the Brazilian flag, yeah. Like, oh, she just come out with the Brazilian. So, who comes out with the face paint? Is that Thunder Rosa? That's Thunder Rosa, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's that's Rosa. I'm, I'm getting their gimmicks confused. No, it happens, <laughs> um, but yeah, um. 
those two really went to hell and back and that was a really dope match of course you know dr Britt baker dmd is the is the heel dmc <laughs> she's doing her thing and uh she's fired and that's adam cole's baby and you already know how that goes and but no she teach you how to walk this way that's facts that's big <laughs> so yeah uh dope match uh, of course, next up, we ended up getting John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Oh, come on. I mean, what what do you expect? I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Obviously, like, John Moxley won, but as far as just the quality of the match, I, I think that was a no-brainer. Take your thoughts on that. Yeah, great match. Um, good storyline, mm-hmm. good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, great lead, ending. Yeah, leading to much more. Whew, great, 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 great ending. Uh, we ended up we ended up getting a, a spoilers a, a permanent visit yeah for those of you that for those of you that have not seen the pay-per-view i'm, I'm sure if you didn't buy it then you're probably not gonna if buy it now if you ain't seen the pay-per-view <laughs> if you ain't seen it on instagram or twitter right or if you ain't right. watched dynamite you know there's right. a lot of places that you would know this by so now, right you know absolutely so um aw new signee uh the great william regal uh showed up as regal williams <laughs> They uh, he showed up as Moxley and Brian were beating the shit out of each other after the match. He showed up as Big Daddy Rico. Yeah, was, he really he did though. Like he showed up disappointed and like slapped the fuck out of his two sons, got them right, and was like, "Hey, all this bickering and shit, y'all need to work together." You know, insinuating an idea that Brian Danielson had, had presented to Moxie a couple of weeks before. Moxie said, I usually don't team with people until, <laughs> until we bleed together. Well, they definitely bled together. <laughs> and uh, they fought and they went to hell. And William Regal pulled them out of that hell and, and made them see the power of what they could do together. I call this AEW's version of the two-man power trip. Uh, for legacy wrestling fans, you'll probably remember... Um, Stone Cold and Triple H, uh, they, they considered them the two-man power trip um, in WWE. So this is like AEW's two-man power trip. If if William Regal is just... This was also a lot more blood. Yeah, a lot more blood. But like if this is if this is them just beating the hell out of people in a very violent but technical fashion, I'm definitely all for it. We were all for it on the last episode, but then just seeing it now... It's just like shit, dude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I was geeked when they finally got that together, and they had their first match on Dynamite, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, we're almost down to pay per view matches. Um, oh yeah, of course we got six man tornado tag match. We got the Andrade Hardy family office. So at that time, that was Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party taking on the team of Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and um, you know it, the match was big fan service a lot of big spots I'm not saying there's anything wrong with fan service but you can literally tell like that was a fans match that was like fantasy booking on WWE 2K or some shit because that's the type of match that like if, if all those people were available on this game I definitely would have put together that match <laughs> so um, yeah man it was great it was some really dope spots we seen that big table spot by Sammy with the Spanish fly off the top of the stage and all type of stuff, man. It was just really solid. But yeah, of course, uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and uh, Sammy Guevara won the match. Um, that led to some other fallout that we'll talk about in a minute. And then last but certainly not least, uh, the two Adams 
uh, faced off against each other. Uh, AEW World Champion Adam, uh, Hangman Adam Page. Adam and Adam. Yep, took on Adam Cole, baby. And uh, yeah, they tore the house down. And it was a dope match and it was a dope finish. And it wasn't a whole lot of because I, I, one thing I was saying about Hangman, it seems like anytime he defended the title, it's always seemed like he bleeds a lot. So it was nice just seeing a nice classic technical wrestling match with some strikes between uh, him and, and Adam Cole, which I knew I was going to get. And it was just really a lot of fun. And, and Hangman, Hangman beat him, beat Adam Cole with his own move. Yes, he did. Yes, he. Oh, my God. I, I literally forgot about that. Yo, his version of the boom looked deadly. <laughs> he looked like he took bro head off with that. That was fire. That was super dope. You absolutely probably just got thicker legs. That's what I'm saying, and that's and that's what made it look crazy. No homo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm just saying, man, the cowboy look good in a pair of chaps. No, hey, no, no. <laughs> Wait a minute, YouTube video. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, that was the Revolution pay per view. Um, the the replay, uh, of course, is available on um, replay is available on Bleacher Report and uh, Fight TV for those outside the U.S. Um, you know, of course, if you absolutely want to do that, you can do that. You can also probably wait for it to come out on Blu-ray on at Shop AEW, or you can just watch the fucking highlights on YouTube. You pick, you take your pick, but all that info is out there. Uh, we'll shift gears to um, the good folks at WWE for a minute. Um, we had, we, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting Monday Night Raw. Anything good being said in the chat? Uh, no, the computer so far. I can't even see what's being said up there. Yeah, uh, nothing crazy. I feel like what I feel like what's going on is we might be sharing. I feel like at one point we were sharing Twitch with Ran. Like, Ran was like, Ran was actually online. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I you think, think you interrupted a Twitch. I, I, that think he was some, doing? I think some of those comments were directed towards him. I don't think I necessarily interrupted his feed, but I think it was just uh. Yeah, I think it was just, you know, comments or whatever, you know, because we're talking, he's talking, whatever. So we just both so happen to be in there. But I think it stopped a little while ago or did it. Um, anyhow. We just took over the airwaves like NWO. Oh, OK. Son of a bitch. OK, Dragon Master, thank you for letting me know he is playing 2K22. Wow, OK, damn. Hey, Dragon Master, let Rand know that uh if he if he's still on uh in, in maybe about an hour or so i'll be more than happy to oh that's right he got playstation never mind or does he i don't know but yeah tell him tell him i'll be on in, in a little while but anyway um good to know so meanwhile we'll talk about monday night raw briefly uh because it, just to keep it all the way funky neither one of us <laughs> you know i i I, I'm not saying I'm. I was worn out from that good um, revolution, right? <laughs> and I just, I had to take a break. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really what happened, to be honest. Um, but we'll get into some brief highlights, of course. Um, a lot going on. Uh, you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania 38, um, about four weeks away. So we had some interesting stuff going on. We seen. Uh, I mean, man, let's just let's let's get to the point. Okay. Let's. Y'all, what y'all think about this KO Stone Cold stuff? Okay. Let's, yeah, we, we could go right there. I'm with that. I'm with that. Let's, you know. 
I mean, I I've said that I feel like you know, and I and I think someone cooperated that that they've announced that Stone Cold is showing up on an episode of the Kevin Owens show. Mm. So Kevin Owens is going to be doing a Kevin Owens show at Mania, mm. and Austin is going to be his guest because Stone Cold ain't in shape to do a whole full match. So he gonna stun him though. Yeah, he gonna stun him, mm-hmm. but that's because because that's the fan service. That's what he's there for. Of course, Vince, Vince trying to put asses in the seats and mm-hmm. and eyes on the show. Um, and I really think that this is a reach on mm-hmm. on WWE's part. I feel like they're um, they're floundering or they were panicking on, on what's something that they can do mm-hmm. to to get people to mania or to watch. I see. And, I see. And they pull in the nostalgia card. Let's get Stone Cold. He hasn't been here <laughs> in God knows how long, you know. Right, right. So, you know, Kevin Owens do a stunner. So Austin going to stunner him for stealing his move. <laughs> and then he's going to drink some beers. And you then everybody's going to cheer. And then he's going to leave. You know, I, they, they pay that. It's, it's crazy. In his old age, he don't drop beers no more. He catching them bitches like uh, bullet passes. <laughs> He ain't dropping no beers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always good to see Stone Cold. But, of course, you know, definitely they needed to, um, they needed to, you know, kind of reach for something crazy at WrestleMania. And they and they already know everybody's going to want to see Stone Cold. So, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? What's the, what's the peanut gallery? I look forward saying to saying about it. Um, no, uh, you know what? Nobody's necessarily saying anything about that. I think they're still talking about Ram playing. The I thought game. you said somebody said looking forward to it. That's the only person. Oh, no, we uh, probably got a couple people focused on what we saying, right? And everybody else is watching Ram. But uh, oh, but you, good. But you said you um, you said you excited to see Stone Cold. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm always happy to see Stone Cold. I, like you said, I don't necessarily got to see him in a full match. He come out there, he talking shit on the mic, he stun a motherfucker, he drink beers, and he leave. That's 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 Stone Cold. I want to see. But uh, Finito. exactly Monday Night Raw, uh, we seen uh, Alpha, we seen uh, Alpha Academy versus RK Bro versus uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. That was hella dope. Um, and that you was got a new out of nowhere RKO. Oh my god, the fucking moonsault RKO. I wasn't ready for that. That was sweet. That was sweet as hell, like some out of an action movie. That was the best RKO since uh, whatever WrestleMania that was with, with him and Seth Rollins in the opening match. And the the curb stomp into the RKO. That was that was about. the be- that was the best RKO since the curb stomp RKO. Straight up. So that was a, that was a super fun match. Okay, top five RKOs. Oh. Ooh, shit! Not top five. That's tough. But- Phenomenal forearm into RKO. Phenomenal forearm to RKO was dope. Um, the the epic uh, Carlito um, double springboard, almost like the Dante Martin shit. The double springboard into the RKO. The Jeff Hardy twist of fate reversal, just because the the timing was so fucking insane when he came back around. He grabbed him so fucking quick. That was that was much smaller, much leaner. Orton. There was an RKO that he did not too long ago, maybe within the last few years or so, if, if even that long ago. Come on. Where wasn't there, wasn't there a situation where he was in a match, did he get hurt and get taken out the match or something, and then he came back and did like a, a RKO. It was like so seamless, like right. Like it, was like it was like, where the fuck did Randy Orton come from? He wasn't even in the ring, he just came. 
RKO. That's happened. That's yeah. happened a couple of times. Fucking that's, or Norton that's just how come back out of nowhere. Ex- right? Exactly. <laughs> just hey, you never you never see it coming. But that was but that was the magic with DDP and the Diamond Cutter because it was like you never know what position he's gonna hit it from with Orton. You just never know when, where, and how you're gonna see it. So it was it was a spin on that. Um, well, shit, you know, because he be um, pounding the ground. And I mean, like, yeah, you give, know, he give it away when him, he think he got it. But that's but, but that's most the, of the time is that's not what he. Gets. But that's the thing. So so it's it's like a misdirection because you're you're expect you're expecting it at that point. You're still last on to that moment. So when he hits it, it's like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I would have to say, so the the ones that we talked about, those are definitely in my three. Um, four would have to be. Um, the uh, uh, well, Matt Seidel, or at that time Evan Bourne, um, the shooting star press halfway got off the fucking mat just enough to do an RKO. He was on, he was on the mat, back down, and dudes coming off the rope. He hits that shooting star press. Orton don't get up all the way. He gets up just enough to bounce himself off of the mat and successfully get that man an RKO. Um, and then, yeah, I def I definitely got to count uh, this this most recent one. This Bosar RKO was nuts. An honorary mention is because he's done it to he's done it to Dolph Ziggler more than once the same way. So an honorary mention, a strong six is uh, whenever he whenever he would do the pop up RKO to Dolph Ziggler because damn he sells that like a fucking flounder out of water. It's so funny <laughs> when Ziggler takes that. He'll pop it. He'll throw Ziggler up and. Give him that damn RKO, Ziggler. <laughs> be laid there. He don't turn. He don't do shit. He's stiff as hell. Like that man can sell a fucking move like no other. So fucking cool. But yeah, I'm I'm a you know I'm a fanatic for cutters in general. Cutters are cutters and and like face busters or like reverse STOs. Anything with you dropping a motherfucker on their face. Those are my favorite type of moves. Trust and believe my creative character in this game is gonna have a move with somebody get dropped on their face. They have to. It's, just, it's necessary. Um, you know we you know uh, Dana Brooke versus Tamina was trash. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> We seen uh, you know a couple of couple little things. We ended up getting. He's telling you, man. We ain't just gotta go through and recap everything, especially because we ain't watch it. Yeah. Of course. How do you feel about fucking talk to them about um, Dolph Ziggler? Because you mentioned him when the NXT oh, titles. Oh We spoke about that before a we, little bit earlier. Yes, we we did talk about that in the whip. So um, I don't know. I'm. I'm half and half about it, like coffee creamer. I feel like Dolph didn't need to win the NXT championship. That wasn't going to make or break, I guess, whatever the mark of his career is. The mark of his career is he's the he's the person that's going to that's going to steal the show, whether he wins the match or whether he loses the match. So him him not really being on the NXT roster anymore, but winning the NXT championship, especially right now, maybe I would have felt different about it back in the back in the black and gold NXT days because, you know, we knew that Dolph Ziggler was a was a student of FCW, uh, which became NXT later on. Uh, so he's been there, but it's been a while. It's been a long while. He's been on that main roster more often than not. And for them to do this now in NXT 2.0 just disvalidates NXT 2.0. I mean, but he's not the first person who did it. Didn't Charlotte come down and 
Did Charlotte come down and win the NXT Women's Title at one point? Or I don't. Was it, did I don't know if she ever won the won the belt. She came down and had some matches, but I don't know if Rhea she ever, Ripley when she was um, when when she was beefing with her. Yeah. I feel like somebody came down and won the NXT title before but mm. I may be mistaken the the women's title you yeah the women's title yeah like the only time like I understand um, you know somebody like Finn or or I understand and I'm, I'm equally a fan of, of, of Finn and Dolph Ziggler but like but, I when, but when Finn did it though they sent Finn back to it that's NXT. what I'm saying he was he was on the active roster he was back on his Prince Devin shit um, he was doing his thing so that's different this, this shit they doing I'm 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 not against it, but I'm not necessarily for it. That was what I said earlier. Like for that, they could have just kept it on. Do you, uh, got, do you think it's got anything to do with the fact that they're probably going to be trying to bring um, Braun up to um, the main roster pretty quickly? Um, I mean, That's it's why they got him. I mean, it's not his feud; it's Champa's feud, right? But I guess it's his feud now. Yeah, it's mixed in with it, but that's a way to get to transfer him over. To fight on Raw. The yeah, they had him on. Childhood. They yeah. exactly. They had him on Raw in a tag match, and uh, and I mean, he looked fucking good. He looked. I mean, he he's Braun Breaker. You know, uh, who's obviously a Steiner. For those of you that know, um, is definitely um, somebody who, for for a younger, greener person in wrestling, he looks cool. He looks like a guy that 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 wants to just whoop your ass. And he's fast as fuck. I think I think fuck a fuck a edge, fuck a Roman Reigns. I think he got the best spear since '96 Goldberg. Um, and I, I've said that on numerous occasions. It's him and it's Ricky Starks right now on the spear side of things. Um, but yeah, he's he's dope. Uh, I want to see him do more. I don't know if they need to move him up to the main roster so quick. I need them to I need them to let him bubble. For a little while longer He's hot He's dope And this that and the third But what happens If you don't really have No storylines for him And he ends up like Every other quality NXT person That moved up to the main roster And I don't want to see That happen to Brian um, Especially considering That hell yeah his, his legacy You know what I'm saying This is uh this is uh, Rick Steiner's kid. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, I want to see him do more. You know what I'm saying? So, before they start talking about Raw and, and SmackDown for him, let him run NXT for a little while. We haven't had anybody that to, to run NXT 2.0. Like, even the champion didn't necessarily run. Braun Breaker can run NXT 2.0. So I'm I'm for him as far as that, but don't, I, Dolph Ziggler doesn't need to be the champion necessarily. But anywho, that was just my take on that, and we'll jump out of that. And uh, lastly, we'll get we'll get into um, Dynamite because uh, Dynamite has some really 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 great moments. Dynamite was a fire show, up and down. Um, we'll talk about some some very important parts of Dynamite. Uh, the first being. Um, let's just get this out the way because this is probably one of the biggest headlines, obviously. Um, so we've seen the official breakdown of the AHFO, the Andrade Hardy family office. Uh, Matt Hardy was uh, in kayfabe, voted out of the AHFO by the rest of the crew. And he was unfortunately jumped. And uh, then we had a visit from Sting and Darby Allen. They came in there, tried to help, but that didn't work because it inevitably was six on three at that point. 
And uh, strategically, considering that his non-compete clause was up yesterday after his release from WWE, um, the uh, charismatic enigma, Matt Hardy's brother, Jeff Hardy, showed up. Um, and together they cleaned house. Of course, we've seen the extreme combination of the Twist of Fate and Swanton. And, uh, yeah, looks like the brothers are back, not as the Hardy boys, but as the Hardys. Um, and Jeff returned with the iconic with the iconic Hardy music that everybody knows. So let me just clear the air on this. Um, he hurried up and got to this Jeff Hardy music. I, because, love. Well, no, because we, well, I know it wasn't something that we wanted to talk about at the tail end, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. But um, for those of you that may or may not know that, that theme that they use as the Hardy Boys is not a theme that was created by any any of WWE's music team. That's something that's essentially a popular licensed piece of music that you I've heard in TV commercials, car commercials, all type of shit uh, on the low. But it was something iconic, and Tony Khan ended up, you know, uh, cutting the deal with whoever's the original publisher of that, getting that music. So to see to see Jeff come out with the iconic music and now having the Hardys with the Hardys again, they wanted to go on their, their their one final run as brothers. You know, they up in their forties. Um, this is they they look good. You know, what I'm saying Matt didn't got in even better shape recently, and you know Jeff's still a small guy and, and he's cut, and he's doing his thing. So they're gonna do their thing, and, and we'll see him. And they got some independent booking coming up. So. I'm I'm personally excited about about the Hardy Boys just having a little bit more freedom. It's not even necessarily of them just just being in AEW together. It's them just being in professional wrestling together and not necessarily sports entertainment. If that makes any sense, um, you know. Of course, the the one non fan of that notion <laughs> is sitting to my left. Uh, I mean, take your thoughts. I can't speak for you. I mean, I just think that we didn't need Jeff Hardy coming from WWE over to AEW. Just, be, just because Matt is there. He don't need to go everywhere his brother go. And they already did the indies when when Matt was deleting people and, and shit. And, <laughs> and I already seen them fight the Young Bucks. You know, I saw I saw all of that when they did their farewell stuff before they went back to WWE. So now it's like they're doing that again. So. Yeah, but you know, different times, different things happen. Uh, you know, they can create different moments. Both of them, you know, like for example, if we were to see Hardy Boys versus Young Bucks again, which I'm sure we're going to see that at some point. I mean, what? They get to do it in front of you know, now 16, 17,000 people now instead of 400 at a fucking hall. You know what I mean? That's big. Well, wherever it was, I'm just saying it wasn't 17,000 people. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're going the worldwide and on national TV and shit like that. So I think that is going to bring a different energy to the dynamic of the, the Hardys. And so it's not so much that they are it's not so much that they're reunited on reunited in AEW. It's just that they're they're reunited in a situation where they have more creative freedom and they have more teams that they can face on TV and not like YouTube or yeah, whatever he went or whatever. <laughs> and you ain't even and you ain't even talking about the Jericho. We're gonna get it. We're getting that was, it that was first. 
Huh? They was first. Yeah. That was the first thing. Well, I just to the Hardys. I wanted to get that out Jericho. the way. Right. Jericho. So now we'll get into Jericho. <laughs> so now we'll get into Chris Jericho, uh, old man Lion Hardys. I've been calling him since uh, since yesterday. Um, you know. That's snake in the grass. <laughs> Coming off the heels of the pay-per-view match, him and him and Eddie have a little meeting in the ring. Uh, it appears as if he's giving Eddie his proper respect. Uh, Eddie goes from talking shit about him to giving his proper respect back. And then we get a visit from uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. And uh, yeah, as it turns out, first of all, they're beating, they're, they, they threw both of them, but like Teak spoke of earlier, could tell that they were going a little light on Jericho, and yeah, sure enough, um, Eddie, yeah, man, and uh, you see them, you see them band up, you see Jericho get up and join in on the fun. Jake Hager comes out, and he joins in on the fun. So it looks like we go from the inner circle to what's now known as the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is now the team of. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and now 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, which is a good look for obviously. Jer- is Jericho's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's Justice League is him as Aquaman. We got the Wonder Twins. We got, <laughs> we got the Flash. <laughs> Yo, but uh, either way, you know, I, I always tell people like I love Chris, whether heel, whether face. Chris Jericho can never do no wrong in my eyes, and I felt that way since '99. So, uh, you know, I look forward to see what he does with this new uh, new iteration that he's doing now. Um, also, you know, we uh, man, we finally got to see the tag team debut of John Moxley and Brian Danielson uh, accompanied to ringside by William Regal uh, just being their violent selves. Um, that was just really cool. They they defeated, uh, uh, what's my man from the Wingman uh, country dude? They fought Can't think people his name. called the... What was their name? I, I forgot, I forgot their indie team the, name, but it's big... The, hum- the workhorse man. Workhorse man. That's yeah. a horrible fucking It is, name. but they they were that for a brief second in ROH. That's that's homie from the Wingman and uh and Andrew Hale is the guy with the green hair. They were the workhorsemen in ROH for a very brief second and then uh once dude came over to AEW, he joined with Peter Avalon and You can't be no men with horse in it in wrestling. Okay? Uh <laughs> Think you gonna add a word to it, and that is not gonna be the horseman. You tell you the workhorse. <laughs> you the bagsman. How about that, fucking what? bag boys? What the hell? <laughs> hey, you know, good effort. But either way, we just got to see Moxley and, and, and Danielson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this thing will be a breeze. <laughs> and that's what it was for Moxley and Danielson. <laughs> uh, they did their thing, and we hey, got a <laughs> They do actually. One of them. You said one of them is in the wing. The other, yeah, the, other, has, the other one has the a solo one contract. He was not. <laughs> hey, you want to get beat up tonight? You want to wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, I'm done. I can't win. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we got a great promo from William Regal. Um, I, I do kind of see what T was saying, how Regal was kind of praising Brian Danielson for a minute, but he didn't seem like he had a lot to say about Moxie except for the fact that, you know, maybe crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he had to say about Moxie. Danielson was uh, Daniel. Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler known the man the, that ever lived and then we got <laughs> we got wacky ass moxley <laughs> yo <laughs> that's a funny illustration of that notion but i do i definitely understand where he was coming from because when i went back and looked at that promo i'm like yeah, he didn't have much to say. He didn't say nothing bad, but he just <laughs> he just didn't have much. To say. Bruh, bruh. That's why you can tell who his favorite son is. <laughs> exactly. The wrong kid died. <laughs> oh shit, bruh, bruh. I was just talking about uh, Walker. Who was I telling about Walker? Swear to God, I was just telling somebody about Walgard. That's hilarious. <laughs> Wrong kid died. <laughs> Yo, if you've never watched Walgard, the Dewey Cox story, which is a parody of uh, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash story, please watch it. Um, anyway, side note. Please right. watch anything that John C. Riley. Please do. He's funny as fuck. Besides, um, I take that back. Don't watch Watson and. Holmes, yeah, Holmes and Watson. Don't watch that. Yeah, that's, that's that's not one of his shining moments. But he's in a new show on HBO. The, damn, you took the words right no, out of my mouth. I got this son of a bitch. Um, what's what's the show called? This is obviously not a paid promotion because <laughs> we don't even know what the shit is called. But it's about the Lakers, and he's the head. He's the owner of the Lakers, and it's about when basketball first became. The name of the show is uh, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. It is the HBO Max original series. That's a long name. I wouldn't And uh, John C. Riley is in it, so definitely check it out. Uh, you know, HBO Max, only the, the, the best streaming service next to next to Disney Plus and now, you know, next to Peacock because of Bel Air. But, um, yeah, man, definitely, definitely check it out when you get a chance. Now, um, I man, what else did what else did we end up seeing on Monday? Monday was crazy. Oh yeah, man. so we were talking about the six thirty by by Sammy, and I mean so, this guy is insane. So I mean, over the past couple weeks, because the first thing over the past couple weeks, because the first thing that I'm gonna say, which this was a this was a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. was the the cutter that he gave to Coke. The ladder match, yes. The ladder match. And that that was an amazing move. Fire. And then at Revolution, we got the Spanish fly off the off the stage. Off the stage through the table, table on the, the ramp. Not off the main stage down. We talking about the top of the park where off they the walk in front. to the ramp. <laughs> you feel not the Titan Tron. Oh geez. And then last night. He missed a 6.30. Well, he didn't miss it. He made it. There was just nobody there <laughs> when he landed. 
And as I said, I I don't. How crazy are you that you that you pitched that spot Bruh. in a wrestling match to do like? Bruh. Yo, yeah, I'm like a, I'm gonna do a whole six thirty crazy. Right. If I do this, if I do a six thirty somersault and miss <laughs> and go straight through a table, like it was the so table perfect. Just explodes, yeah, exactly. Like, it was such a perfect spot that I think the table literally shattered. Uh, but damn, that shit looked painful. But yeah, we actually seen a title change hands on Monday. Yeah. Ooh, the homie Scorpio Y'all might have heard him come out with some new music. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh G1 yeah. G1 should have this in his um, computer, but he don't, so maybe he could have queued it up. Oh, I got it. We can I, put, can, I can pull it up, but listen. It's okay, though. It'll be in the, in the actual episode. Absolutely. And uh, who we are which is the uh, the AEW Black History Month uh, music compilation. Volume one. Volume one. Uh, look out for volume two. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Teak and the lead book of Mega Ran were featured on Up in the Clouds, which is the uh, record inspired by our new TNT champion, Scorpio motherfucking Sky. Bless us. Right. 365 days. Hell yeah. Not man. a loss. Man. Listen, uh, that was probably one of the it's most. It's not streaming, sir. You're not going to find it. Uh, I don't stream it yet. Uh, okay, not yet. Okay. Uh-huh. But no. That was probably one of the most uh, unexpected. Um, I got CD. You had to buy the, right. buy the physical. Well, yeah, that's right. But that was probably one of the most unexpected. By the way, go get that. ShopAEW.com, Who We Are, Volume 1. Please go get that. Uh, there are features from uh, all of uh, all of my personal friends, as well as some other great uh, guys out here in the wrestling rap world. Torrey Masters. Shout out to the homie Torrey Masters. Shout Lost out, Perception. shout out to Lost Perception on, on production. Shout out to, of course, the Villain T Call. Shout out to Mega Ran. All Mon my guys, <laughs> Montezzi, uh, Mikey uh, jo- Ruckus, Josiah Williams, Mikey Ruckus for overseeing the whole thing. Shout AKA out to Mike Russell Flow. Yeah, exactly. Josiah. Rated R. Yes, rated R. Yeah, it's a lit pro. Oh, uh, Sunny Kiss uh, did some vocals on uh, oh, yeah, shit. Max Caster. Max Caster. One <laughs> spit bars, of course. And uh, yeah, listen, I mean, everybody loves the acclaim, right? So, um, yeah, no, fire. Go get that. ShopAEW.com. Those of you that obviously pre ordered it before it's released got that big ass poster. So, yeah. And Scorpio Sky obviously liked the song enough that he chose to come out to it. He came out to it earlier this week on um on Dark Elevation. He's been, com- he been coming Dark, out to he's been coming out to it on on Dark and Dark Elevation yes. since they announced the project since before the project was available. Because I had told you one day in the chat like, "Yo, he coming out to your shit." Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, it's lit. So they was they, it was already kind of diving uh, into that album before the album's official release. So. <clears throat> that's so dope that and this is another reason why um i hold AEW to a certain regard because wwe has never done that in uh in my lifetime and I, i'm almost 35 and you know what i'm saying now now granted i've done you know i've, I've done a, a cool thing for wwe that unfortunately did not get used um you know but i did you know there was there was conversation back in or whatever but um, AEW, what what we did, what me and Rand did, because if, if you guys may remember, um, the second ever uh, All Out event, or was it the first All Out? 
But the first and second All Out, um, I actually produced the title theme, uh, which is available on all streaming platforms. Mega Ran rapping on it, Beat by G1 to the Rescue, of course. Um, the first two All Out events, listen to the theme song in between matches when they're talking about the next match. That's produced by me. And the fact that the first year that they did it, it was All Out in Chicago, I was here. But that first all out in Chicago and I could hear that shit playing in the arena and I could see people nodding their head to it. I'm like, look at my hometown. They don't even know they rocking on one of their own shit. That shit was cool, man. So AEW up to this point uh, has broken bread with all of us at one at one point in time or another. And they don't have to do that. I mean, hey, I'm just on a championship team. I got a champion on the resume right now. So the price is going up. You feel me? Um, <laughs> Say that, dude. But, but aside from that, something that we didn't touch on yet that um, we need to, uh, before we close out of things, yes. is um, Wardlow. Oh, so, man. Yes. So on, as we talked about on Revolution, um, Wardlow came out um, to, well, MJF called for the assist from Wardlow and Wardlow came out and did not assist him in winning the match. He actually assisted him in losing the match. Oh, shit. And um, but, so tonight or on Dynamite, mm-hmm. he came out, talked for a little while, cut a, cut a good promo and talked about how, um, you know, he's no longer planning on being MJF's lackey. Nah. And um, even though he's in contract with him, he's like, if he knows what's good for him, he'll let him out of his contract. And his, his world and all this other stuff. It's Warlow's so, world. So it's Warlow's world. The, Damn it. The thing that we were gonna that we mentioned earlier was about um how since Scorpio Sky has to fight Wardlow on Dynamite, because Wardlow won the face of the revolution. Exactly. Match. Yeah. That we suspect that there's going to be some shenanigans. Mm. Major shenanigans. Uh, Big shenanigans. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely leaves some things open. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, uh, it, it it leaves some story open for uh, them for Warlow and MJF to kind of have this feud going into uh, double yeah. or nothing. So basically, <laughs> we feel like either MJF himself, maybe. Um, Sean Spears, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, what are what are other guys? Uh, FTR. Oh shit! And they follow and they fired Tully Blanchard. Oh yeah, FTR did fire Tully Blanchard yeah. because they want some more like meaningful matches. They're gonna get them now. Hey, we talk about AEW having all the tag teams and all the factions. This is the direction that FTR is going. Then we're about to see some fire. But yeah, as far as we know, they're still affiliated with MJF. So I mean, it could be them. Um, or just, you know, anybody who maybe just wants to pay to to do it that night or put on their payroll. But we feel like he's going to cost Wardlow the match. It would be better if it was MJF himself. But um, Sean Spears, we still know who the la- who he's the lackey of. So. Here's, a, here's an interesting hot take. So if down the road the Pinnacle is still going on and they decided to replace the Pinnacle with another powerhouse similar to Warlow, who you think could be that person? Somebody that's there now? Uh, either somebody that's there now or maybe somebody that could come in. You know, who knows? But if they were to, if they were to replace Warlow with another Haas like that, 
who would it be? I don't know. I feel like you're trying to get me to say Cesaro. Mmm, Claudio Castanoli. I hope so. Claudio Castanova? Huh? <laughs> Listen, um, all I'm going to say is that if there are any plans uh, to have Claudio. Killer Crossface? Ooh, hey, Cross, but you know what? Uh, I mean, they could still do that because, I mean, granted, they got, uh, you know, uh, EC3 and uh, Adam Share, formerly known as Braun Strowman, they have their own promotion now, uh, Control Your Narrative. Uh, Killer Cross is actually he uh, doing, he over there with them. He's doing some matches over there, but I don't know if he's going to be a direct signee. And I'm sure if they had something for him to do in AEW, they would make it to where he can still fulfill those because AEW was good for letting people, you know what I'm saying, get bread elsewhere. And as long as it's not interfering in the AEW schedule. So that's just another cool thing that. That makes it good. That's why everybody's so comfortable working there. And that's why everybody wants to go there because the freedom. People want freedom of creativity. People want freedom of expression. And people want freedom to be able to go get money. And people want freedom to go home. I feel like those are the things that wrestlers uh, all across the business want. And when you have one place that's giving you all that, I mean, who wouldn't want to be there? And now the person that owns that company now owns a whole nother a popular wrestling company where he can really spread out and create some great dynamics. And I can't wait to see the, the fallout of that or the, the future of that, should I say. But mm-hmm. I feel like Scorpio Sky is going to hold the title for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, def, I definitely he's, have to agree with He's that. in a crew. He's got people around him to protect him and protect the title. And I don't feel like he kept bragging about not losing the match in in 365 days Hell just yeah. to win the title to lose it. I agree. So, I, I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. Do the right thing, Tony. Do Tony Khan. <laughs> do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yes, sir. Why you ain't got no black people up on this wall? <laughs> Why ain't no brothers on this wall, Tony? <laughs> do the right thing. Hey, man. Listen, now we got we got two black champions. We gonna see some more, I'm sure. We got, we, we got like two like like chocolate Champions, not just African American, but we talking like our color. You know what I'm saying? That sounded real sexual for Scorpio. (laughs) It's just (laughs) to chocolate. He is a chocolate brother. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to say that. Y'all know I like vagina, so (laughs) y'all know what's up. But yeah, Scorpio Sky, fine ass Jay Cargill. Goddamn. Scorpio Sky. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rock. Um, listen, and also shout out to the, the two ladies that inspired <laughs> that little tear. Chocolate Rain. <laughs> chocolate Rain. <laughs> Shout out to the two ladies that inspired that little tidbit, the inspiration, uh, Cassie Lee and uh, Jessica McKay over at Impact doing their thing as the Impact uh, Women's Tag Champ. So I just want to give them some love and shout out to our homie Chris Bay as the first black member of the Bullet Club. He's been involved in some really dope shit across um, with him and Switchblade and the, the Good Brothers. So that's been really dope. Check out some Impact too. I don't want to take too much attention away from Impact because Impact has been phenomenal the last couple of years. Especially ever since our boy got signed, I just feel like shit is like turned up a notch. So check out some Impact when you can. Check out some MLW when you can. Obviously, New Japan is great. 
We can talk about wrestling all day because that's what we're here to do. We got a couple more things before we get up out of here. Now, um, I know Rock ain't here, but do we got a burial? Rock don't need a burial. Rock do snacks. Rock, Rock do snacks. And I do, think we um. We ain't got a burial. We, we ain't got no snacks. Last last podcast we had to denounce a snack oh, and yeah. all of her previous uh, wins <laughs> and awards. So this week we're gonna take a break on the snack yeah. so that we can revisit the snack formula and and bring y'all Snack of the week that we know is not crazy. We gotta do our weekly snack huddle to figure out. (laughs) We gotta do our due diligence. We gotta taste these snacks. And um Yeah, especially our especially our last snack of the week. And make sure that they ain't too salty. (laughs) You know, pH pH balance. Wash yo never mind. Anyway. Um <laughs> Yo, we gonna get the fuck up out of here, um, man. Um, a lot of wrestling out there in the world. Find something that you like. Who gives a fuck what people think about it? If you enjoy it, that's what it is. I'm just saying. I'm that. gonna leave the barrier of the week this week up to y'all. Yeah, Barry, who the fuck you don't like? Yeah, yeah. If if, if you had something this week that you could job. Yeah. Somebody got your order wrong at Starbucks. Yeah. Some funky ass bitch cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. He had it happen to him earlier today. <laughs> Yo, um, I'm gonna say this real quick. The, the the wonderful state of Arizona that I live in, I think y'all need to have two two, two driving schools before y'all give uh people their licenses. Cause man, it's it's a lot of uh, uh, intellect that's lacking, and uh, I think it's just also an issue that you don't have to renew your driver's license for like 30 years, yeah. Like, why does my shit expire in 2052? <laughs> like, I don't even know if I'm gonna that be here that expire long. when you're not supposed to be driving no more, bro. <laughs> <laughs> your shit expires when you all when your prescription is like 40x, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Oh man! Last this show goofies down. Listen, they're not in the car seat. <laughs> in the house. Bruh. No driving for you. Bruh. On that note, uh, we thank you for joining us. This one wasn't so long. Uh, it's our usual length. Um, we appreciate that's everybody. That's what she said. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> We appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Uh, of course, you can find us on all the socials, of course. Matt Mania Podcast, which some of you may be watching this on on Facebook. Uh, new updates to the to the Matt Mania page coming soon. Um, we got... Uh, oh, shit. Sorry, y'all. Let's get the light up here. Oh, no, you good. Um, we got... Wow. What else? Uh, Matt Mania Twitch on the way. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're we're going to have a way to... I'm, I'm a creative t- a Twitch specifically for Matt Mania podcast. And we hope that those of you that uh, have been fucking with us for God knows how long uh, will come join us on, on certain days or whatever, not to take any attention away from our lead booker as clearly we can't because y'all in the chat talking about him more than us. But we fucking, but we love y'all. We understand that any win is it a team. It was just a mistake. We did some, yeah. we didn't all. Uh, 
discuss who's gonna be right. into the Twitch That's true. Time. That's true. But I am glad. I am glad that we went ahead and streamed today so we can get this up. But uh, hey, check out AEW Rampage uh, tomorrow and check out uh, SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, I won't. I won't give away the whole card for Rampage, but I will say that uh, tomorrow we are having the in-ring debut with a homie Swerve Strickland. Shout out to Swerve uh, finding his new home in AEW. And uh, it'll be him and Tony. Apparently, it's his house. Yeah, it's Swerve's house. And uh, it'll be him versus uh, the, the premier athlete, Tony Nese, who I beat in Street Fighter. I'll never let that go. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow on Rampage. So check that out. Also, check out SmackDown. Uh, again, we're on the road to WrestleMania. So this is where shit gets a little thick. So if you're going to tune in to WWE, this is usually the time to do it Bruh. before you get to the page. Nandy knows that. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, on behalf of the whole squad, uh, led by myself, the villain T call, Ali, Book and Megan Rand and company, we appreciate everybody for hanging with us on this great Thursday evening. And we'll see y'all next week with an all new episode. Um, I'm G1 to the rescue. And we haven't said this in a while, and we need to get back into a habit of doing it. As always, in parting, please keep your shoulders off the mat. Yeah. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.